What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk. I am your host, Andrew Wright, and over in his bedroom is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we really hope you guys like this episode. It's uh, finally shifting gears back to what we were doing before, and so we really hope that you guys enjoy listening to this. So with that being said, let's get started. All right, Cody. Well, uh, it is a brand new week for us, man. Uh, it feels weird. It does. Well, I didn't have to uh, look up schedules and see uh, what teams, what the record was going to be. It was kind of weird, honestly. Yeah. I actually instinctively grabbed my laptop earlier today and was going to do research on the schedules. So I had all that stuff up and then I realized I'm not doing that. So <laughs> <laughs> So I went on to uh, to different things. So <laughs> mainly, mainly, uh, you know, shoring up my uh, our fantasy baseball league. Yep, which I'm super excited for. By I the know, way, I can't, I can't wait either. I and I can only imagine how you're feeling right now. So you know what? And I think it's it's interesting because we we're changing up our our uh, league mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, you know, normally we went head to head, and this time it's not really head to head. It's just kind of like. Uh, you just got to put out your best lineup every single day, and and uh, it's called a rotisserie league. If people don't know what that is, basically you're just trying to get the the best team stats over the whole year, and it's going to be interesting because there's only 60 games versus 162, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be hard to gauge. But uh, it'll be interesting. I'm excited for it. So it'll definitely yeah. be a quick fantasy season, that's for sure. Yeah. But what I like, you know, what I like about this though too is like you're because we've had in the past where teams are getting in the playoffs because I mean we didn't have a ton of teams already, Mm -hmm. Uh, and you get teams who have losing records or who really weren't setting up their lineups all the time, and they were still getting in the playoffs, and it was just kind of like you know if you're the first seed versus that guy, you know, you're gonna have an easy win, and it was just like why in the world are we going to you know, why are we going to keep having that? So with this league or with this version of the league, uh, you play all year and there's really no playoffs. It's just who has the better stats overall or who has the most stats overall. So uh, I'm really excited about it. I've been uh, looking at it and uh, Cody, you know, our uh, our draft is going to be the 22nd. So it's coming up really quick because this month is flying by. So yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Although I think what you and I were talking about is you know, our league doesn't have that many people. So the chances of you getting a good team are really high if you draft it just right. And I think what you mentioned too, is we only get one add and drop a week, right? Uh, Not a week, uh, a day. So you get one, you get one. um, Basically you, you can um, get a sign a free, I guess, add a free agent. Mm -hmm. Um, one you can only do that once a day Mm -hmm. and there's only and you can only do that obviously you only have a limit of 60 ads Mm -hmm. so you can basically add and drop once a day but that's it because we've always had the issue of you know we i think we had like nine picture uh yeah like spots Mm -hmm. on the on the roster and so we we mainly my dad uh, yeah. <laughs> he would, he would add and drop like five pictures every single day, every single day. 
And he would Anyone only picture? fill, he would only put in starters that were playing that day. So his odds yeah. were that he would at least get 10 points from a starter and the chances of him getting negative points were very slim because at least he would get something. And then yeah. there'd be days where he would get really lucky and all five starters like did 25 points, 30 points each. Mm-hmm. And that was where he was posting, I think, what was it, like 1,200 points each week, <laughs> you know, and against somebody yeah. who like did 500 or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that was frustrating. So, um, and, uh, you know, then we all started adopting it. So then it kind of became a little bit harder, but... And then last year, I actually tried to stop doing that. Um, and I don't remember if it was just I wasn't sure if people were okay with that. Or I think I just was like, do you guys want me to put a limit? And everyone was like, eh, we don't really need to. So yeah. we didn't. And I was. And then after last year, we were like, okay, I think, yeah. I think it's out of hand. We really need to. Because <laughs> it was like when my dad started, it was like two or three years ago. And he did it like at the end of every week. So yeah. that way have like a big score and then he started doing it like he would only do like one or two pictures and then towards the end of the year he was doing like five pictures and then last year it was just everyone was doing like five pictures every yeah. single day <laughs> it was just like oh my god it was way too much so yeah uh I, i'm i'm really excited about this year it'll be it's definitely going to be way different um yeah. and i'm i'm looking forward to it for sure yeah me too the only thing i'm kind of bummed about um switching gears a little bit is that you know, the NBA is going to basically be kicking back off, which probably means fantasy basketball is done for, which sucks because I was having the most dominant year probably ever. <laughs> and right as right as I was playing Diego, um, I was losing to him by only a few points. But now in history, it'll show that I lost to him. And, you know, if ever anybody loses to you, Diego, you never hear the end of it until you beat him again. <laughs> but, you know, um, I had a I had a pretty good record, if I had to say so myself. What was I like, twenty and one or something like that? Like, yeah, I think you had like one or maybe two losses. I don't remember. I think it was only one. I think we yeah. thought you were going to get your second loss against him because you were, you were losing. I think you were catching up, but you were still down by by like a hundred points, which in yeah. fantasy basketball is like nothing that we were in. Yeah, it was nothing. Especially because I think I had James Harden on my team. So like literally I'd <laughs> yeah. make that back within one game <laughs> if he started. So And you had and you had Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons was getting you a lot of points. Yeah. Um and then I had a lot of rebounds, but it was more like rebounds and assists. Well and two and I also had uh Donovan Mitchell. I yeah. think I have Jason uh Tatum on my team as well. Yeah. I had a lot of, I had a lot of guys that could get points but also rebounds because how you worked the system was rebounds were basically worth double of assists so mm-hmm. i just got guys that could do a little bit of everything and then i'd have nights where donovan mitchell would have like 30 points and 12 rebounds or you know tatum would have like a 40 and 10 game or something and i think i had stefalo uh, not stefalo the sabonis uh oh yeah sabonis and mm-hmm. he was a he was a walking double double and i had i had bam on there as well so i had a lot of good players and i mm-hmm. would I, most of my team would just do double doubles and assists here and there and I was killing it because there'd be times where I'd be down and I think the only one that I think the only person I lost to was Brad I think yeah yeah Yeah. and I can't remember how I lost I think I lost by barely anything because he had a huge like first couple of games or whatever but anyways yeah you know I'm just speaking of that I remember I was actually I had Russell Westbrook yeah, and he was he was starting to finally get really comfortable in Houston. He was averaging like a triple double yeah, for yeah. like the last two weeks, and so he was killing it for me. And I was like, "Yes, yeah. he's finally back." 
And then um, uh, Porzingis was starting to really yeah, find his. He was. And so him and Luca were starting to get real dangerous. And I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> when they closed it down, I was like, dang it, are you I know. kidding me? <laughs> well, what was, also was fr- what was also frustrating was when Neo's in our league and he had, I think he had LeBron, Kawhi, and yeah, AD. LeBron, AD, yep, and Kawhi. And Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And they were sometimes sitting on his bench because he'd never check his roster. And we're like, at least give them up <laughs> if you're not going to play them. Come on, man. Like everybody else is looking to play them. I told him, I said, I said, you're not. You're not in our league anymore. I'm sorry, man. You're not going to check it. <laughs> I'm kicking you off. No kidding. Sorry, Neil. If you're listening. Yeah. And uh, actually, my right. cousin. Well, yeah. Oh, sorry. One last fi- fantasy thing. My cousin said that football is going to start it pretty soon. So we have that league that we're going to be yeah. jumping into in September. If it starts on that's time. Gonna that be, yeah. That's going to be crazy. It, yeah. And, and I think you and I are, are going to be talking about kind of the sports that are uh, starting up here pretty quickly. Um, but Cody, I, I did want to start off. Well, I guess not really start off anymore, but <laughs> we kind of, that ship has sailed. We went on that rabbit hole with fantasy, but Hey, we love fantasy. So, yeah. Um, but uh, Cody, I, I want to hear uh, your thoughts on the 10 year, potentially basically half a billion dollars to Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Uh, I mean, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how do you feel? Was it, was it well-deserved? I mean, I mean, uh, you tell us what what you think. So first off, absolutely. It was well-deserved even. So even though it was in a division rival, obviously the chiefs, cause we're Raiders fans and you know, it's kind of, it saddens us because, you know, the chiefs are basically going to be somewhat relevant for the next 10 years unless you know, Patrick Mahomes situation turns into an Aaron Rodgers where they basically don't give him any weapons and he does it all on his own. But it looks like that uh, not only is Mahomes locked down for 10 plus years, but like a majority of the team are on short uh, or not short, but like rookie deals. So like, you know, you can re up them as you go. And it seems like that that offense could be interchangeable as well. So I, I think that the chiefs will be pretty dominant for a while, especially having Andy Reid as a coach, like, when was the last time he missed the playoffs? You know, it's been a really, really long time. Um, the one, <laughs> the only thing I will say is there's an argument to be made that maybe uh, Patrick Mahomes is still underpaid with how valuable he is. And I'm not <laughs> going to, I'm not going to make that strong of a case about it. I was just saying that in kind of a tongue in cheek, just because half a billion dollars and some would say it's still underpaid, but you know, essentially 10 years from now, he'll still be at 45 million. What is it averaging per year? And, that'll be probably where the market is kind of, you know, inflated to as that time rolls over because, you know, the next quarterback that you can make the argument that's going to get close to that money is Lamar Jackson. But, you know, are they now going to base it off a success or basically like what he does stat wise? Because I think that that, you know, the 10 years, $500 million contract was for Mahomes was basically because in three years he's taken them to the AFC championship game and then the Super Bowl and he's thrown for more touchdowns in the first you know two seasons as a full-time starter than anybody in the history I mean he almost broke Peyton Manning's record first year starter and then he threw another like 30 something touchdowns the following year and won the Super Bowl and that was after missing like yeah for like three or four games yeah that was that was missing you know, three or four games with a dislocated kneecap. So Mm -hmm. I definitely think it's well-deserved. 
I know I say in a joking manner that he's probably underpaid, but I mean, rightfully so, like a lot of that contract is guaranteed. Um, You know, I think that he's a generational talent, just like what a lot of analysts are saying in that, you know, when you get a player like that, you don't fiddle fart around thinking that, you know, there's something better coming along because, you know, when you get someone like Mahomes, you need to lock him down immediately, not give anybody a chance to, you know, to, to get him or even, you know, throw that idea out there. So, and even if somebody wants him, they've got to be willing to take on that ginormous contract for the rest of the length of it or whatever's guaranteed. And how many teams have that much cap space to, to, you know, to, uh, to take it over, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah. I, I, I think, you know, congratulations to Mahomes, even though he's in our division, which sucks, but mm-hmm. you know, good job for him. Yeah. I, I, first and foremost, like you said, we're, we're, we're you know, we're big Raider fans. And so, you know, we're, we're always going to rep the Raiders, but um, you know, I think, I think you and I have, have matured enough to where we can say, you know what, Patrick Mahomes is, the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, I don't think there's really any question. Maybe you can make the argument uh Russell Wilson, um, mm-hmm. which I have no argument for. I think both quarterbacks are, are worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that Patrick Mahomes has done what he's done and he's only 24 years old. Yeah. I mean, you kind of brought up a, a, a really good question of, you know, you know, when Lamar Jackson is ready to, to resign, you know, is his contract going to be as big? Is it going to be just stat based or is it going to be, um, uh, result based, you know? Um, and it's a good question because do you think Patrick Mahomes is getting half a billion dollars for 10 years? Um, you know, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, or honestly, just if he doesn't win a Super Bowl. I think it's a good question because maybe not. Maybe maybe it's a little less. Maybe not by much, but maybe the guaranteed money is less. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think uh, I think the guaranteed money is is like four seventy or something something close to that. Yeah. And it, you know, with incentives, it's it goes up to five hundred three. So I mean, it's really not that much. Uh, of a difference usually you mm-hmm. see a big gap you know you got to get yeah, so yeah. many incentives and and uh you know so good for Mahomes first yeah. of all uh and it's well deserved um I hate it as a Raider fan because I don't want to continue to see him but you know it is well deserved and and you know there's no argument for it I mean it would be interesting though if he didn't sign it and he was like oh I want to test out the free agent mark I mean can you imagine the the stories that you would hear. I mean, remember when Tom yeah. Brady was a free agent this past offseason? Right. Well, I don't know what Patrick Mahomes would be like. Well, there's still two years on his current rookie deal. So, and I think the Chiefs own the fifth year player option. So, you know, even if he wanted to test out free agent, he, I don't think essentially could until after. No, but, but I mean, you know, after two years, who knows? Maybe they win another Super Bowl this year under his mm-hmm. current contract and, you know, then the what, next ask year, for more maybe they barely miss. Yeah, ask for more I mean, money than what he already has. <laughs> it would just be, it would be interesting to say the least. But my favorite stat that I saw, though, <laughs> this one, Cody, I think you're gonna laugh. Um, I had to write it down because you know, I'm a, you know, I love baseball. So, mm-hmm. uh, Mahomes' contract actually is over 
before Bob before the Mets stop paying Bobby Bonilla. Shut up! No kidding. I'm not joking. <laughs> that thing is still gonna run so forever. Ten years, so <laughs> twelve years later, after twelve years after this moment, Bobby Bonilla is still gonna be getting a million dollars. Every, I think it's one point two million dollars uh-huh. every July first. <laughs> you know what'd be awesome if the Mets. Well, okay. First off, is he still alive? He's still alive, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I didn't know because I don't. I mean, I've only heard of this day like up like a few years ago, and then heard the story about it and how ridiculous that it stretched out like twenty five years or something like that. But what would be even better is if the Mets keep it going, like they signed him to another like ten year <laughs> deal to where that happens to keep it going. I think that'd be fantastic, just because it's such a celebrated day now. Yeah, and holiday. you know what? It's, Lately, it's been the only reason the Mets have been. <laughs> this is so. This is so messed up. But this is the only reason the Mets have been in the news because they're still paying Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. If it wasn't for Bobby oh, Bonilla, and, and the Mets himself. would not be a conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, Jacob Degrom. I know. I know. Noah Syndergaard. Yes, I get it. You know, they got some up and coming rookies like Pete Alonso and stuff like that. But let's be real, Mets fans. You really haven't. Really haven't done much since Mike Piazza, and so well, you know, took it all the way back to Piazza, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the last time they were in the World Series. So, anyway, it was, I just I loved that when I saw that I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that's so sad. Patrick Mahomes is still he's going to be done getting paid by the time by the time Bobby Bonilla is still getting paid. That's just crazy. Let me ask you this. What do you think the chances are of uh, Patrick Mahomes retiring after the 10-year deal is up? Um, no, I, I don't think so. You don't think so? You don't think no. after it's all said and done? Because, I, I mean, okay, how many championships do you think he'll win within these 10 years? I say at least two more. That's tough to say. I, I can see two more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see two more. But you don't think um, then after the end of 10 years at 34, still young without hopefully, you know, knock on wood, a lot of major injuries or, you know, stayed pretty much healthy for most of his career. You don't think he'll hang it up and just, you know, call it good? No, because he's he's competitive. He's going to – I think he he really – has that drive that like Aaron Rodgers had, uh, Tom Brady has, Peyton Manning has, Russell Wilson, you know, all these, all these top quarterbacks, he's still got that drive, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, this past season when he had his dislocated knee, he was trying to come back from it like the next week. Yeah. It was the team that were saying, he was actually, no. I think they were, he said he was running on it in the training room. Yeah. So he, He's way too competitive. Now you could argue, well, he's trying to go for his first Super Bowl. Yeah, but when you get that taste of success, it like it all of a sudden doesn't go away. You don't lose that taste. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I mean, look at Tom Brady. He went to nine Super Bowls. I mean, nine. Mm-hmm. Did he win all of them? No, but he still had that hunger every single time. That's incredible. You know, Aaron Rodgers, when he won his he was chasing that first Super Bowl. He got it. What was his next drive? I want to win another one so that way they can say I'm better than Brett Favre was. Mm-hmm. And Phil kind of is doing that. I mean, he's still trying to get there. Um, you know, Peyton Manning, 
The whole reason he left Indianapolis instead of retiring was because he wanted to win another Super Bowl. You know, so I think Mahomes has that, um, just like those quarterbacks. Um, and so for me, I I think Mahomes will do whatever he can to stay a chief. I don't think he's the kind of guy who's going to want to demand a trade. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Chiefs completely fall apart and they do what the Packers are doing right now, basically not giving him any support. Mm-hmm. And um, then maybe maybe Mahomes is going to learn from what Aaron Rodgers did and basically he's probably going to be like, okay, I'm out of here then. You mm-hmm. know, Because if Aaron Rodgers were to do that, I think they would ship him off. But, um, you know, I think he's just, he doesn't want to have to, I mean, he's, he's almost done in his career. I don't want to say he's like almost done, like next year he's done, but you know, he's getting towards the end of his career. He's, he probably wants to just finish out his contract, not have to worry about, uh, being traded and whatnot and just try and make it work because he does like green Bay too. So mm-hmm. I think with Mahomes, he could learn from this and be like, okay, if it's not working out and I see those signs, I need to jet quick. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but also, you know, we have to think about it too. Andy Reid may not be there after ten years. Yeah, I think that's you a, know? yeah, that's a, and so we don't know what it's going to be like when he has a new head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is he going to get along with him? Uh, you know, maybe maybe Mahomes isn't comfortable with him. Maybe uh, Mahomes loves the guy. Maybe they work even better. Who knows? So um, it'll. It'll be, you know, I guess, obviously time will tell, but um, I don't see Mahomes retiring. I just, I think it's more likely he would be done after 10 years because of an injury versus than just, you know, saying, well, I've done all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't see that. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? It, it's crazy. I mean, I, I saw that and I was just like, man, and now all of, because there's these reports uh, that the Raiders are trying to go after Jadavion Clowney mm-hmm. and Gruden has been really trying to get him. Yeah. Um, but Mayock and uh, Davis are a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're like, oh, cause they don't want to pay him a lot of money, which, Honestly, Raider Nation, let's be honest here. Would it be cool? Yes. But mm-hmm. Clowney is a lot of money. And he's not con- he's not as consistent as he wants. Will he help Max Crosby? Absolutely. I'm not denying that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that Clowney's not a good player. I, I mean he would obviously make that make the defense better mm-hmm. when he's there. I'm not I'm not denying that. But does he make it that much better? And I mm-hmm. and I don't think so. And so you're going to spend a lot of money for a guy and everyone's making the argument. Well, now with Mahomes being set in Kansas city, you need a guy who's going to rush Mahomes. You're right. But I don't think Clowney does it consistently where it changes the whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, I, again, like I said, I mean, if they did sign him, I'm not saying it's bad, but I think if you're going to sign him, it's only going to be like a two year deal. I don't think it's going to be, you know, what everyone wants. Oh, you know, this four year or five year deal. I don't think it's going to be that. So I don't think, I don't think that's a smart salary cap move just to do that in general. You know, I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that he wouldn't help the defense in some way. I'm not, I mean, I think the notion of him being a bona fide number one overall pick, like we, like he was anticipated coming out of the draft. I don't, I don't, I think he's kind of uh, been underwhelming to say the least, but Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, he still shows flashes. He's, he pressures the quarterback well, and, you know, he does disrupt the defense, but, um, you know, I actually thought that Seattle would be a lot tougher on defense with him on the team. And honestly, there wasn't really that much of a difference in terms of like their strength or, you know, Mm -hmm. what they did normally. Cause, uh, you know, I thought that would have got him back to like somewhat of a scary defense. And really they were still just an average defense with him there. It just seemed like Mm -hmm. that, that pressure that he could have done just wasn't quite there. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of the reports I'm seeing is that he's still asking for 20 million and the Raiders yeah. aren't willing to go to that number. No. And I don't think we should either. Um, mm-hmm. And Seattle looks like they're the closest buyers to wanting to, you know, sign Clowney, which is fine. I mean, that I think that's still a good move for both for both parties. But, you know, if I were the Raiders, you know, if, uh, you know, in the maybe 10 to 14 million range, I'd be comfortable with and even if you want to do like a one year or two year with one year guaranteed as kind of a show me year. Cause I really think that if Clowney doesn't take some sort of deal and he goes into the next season as a free agent, I think that's when he'll break on what his asking price is because there's really not a market for him. Just what you pointed out, you know, he, you know, he's a good player, but you know, he number one overall pick, he hasn't really gotten there and he wants number one, number one overall pick money. And it's just like, you know, we need more to, kind of we need more uh to before they invest that much that long in the clowny you know granted yeah. he is a young player i think he's only 27 but yeah you know yeah, point I mean, he's still point he's still yeah. in his prime i mean it's it's i mean that's we're not denying that we're not saying that he's not a good player again it's just does it make sense to to put up that kind of money i mean i mean think about it like this i mean two years 30 million dollars he he's saying no to that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of money for just two years. Yeah, that's a lot of money for just one year, and mm-hmm. for a guy who I think is really talented, like I said, and and um, you know, I think he could help a lot of teams. But does he help that much? I, I just don't think he's. I don't think he helps fifteen million dollars that much, and yeah. especially twenty million. And you know who I who I think would be a really good fit. Like this kind of just popped in my head would be the Patriots. Um, oh, they don't uh-huh. really have a, that much of a pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they could if they could convince Clowney for like a prove it year, like mm-hmm. they basically did with Cam Newton, yeah. um, you know that might really do wonders for him and for the Patriots. Um, yeah. I just don't see Clowney being compromising that much to be honest. And I don't think Bill yeah. Belichick is going to spend the money or no. go, go that high. And what I mean, go that high. I don't, I think he may offer half of what Mayock and Gruden have been offering him before they, before he goes full price. Cause I, you know, one of the things that Bill Belichick doesn't like is he doesn't like people that are, that believe that they're above a team. And so if Clowney is going to be asking for a lot and not really budging, not that Belichick won't respect that, but he's probably not looking at that. Like, well, I'm looking for a guy that's willing to win now and do whatever it takes. And, you know, I'll just find the next guy that's willing to do that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think we're in agreement. I just, yeah, I I like Clowney and, you know, if the Raiders can drive his price down and, and get him on the team, I'm okay with it. But, um, you know, honestly, $15 million for me is going to be the max. I don't want to go over that. I think it's, it's way too much money, even 15 million. I'm, I'm not liking it, but, you know, uh, you're going to have to meet him some some sort of halfway there. I would say, like, if I were, you know, if maybe the Raiders were in their second year 
in Vegas and maybe they had gotten in the playoffs, but you can tell that their defense was missing something and they were kind of like in a win now kind of situation. I don't think this year's a win now, but you know, let's say a year from now from, from, you know, basically when 2021 starts and you know, we, we basically got in the playoffs and lost because our defense wasn't quite there and we need, you know, to bolster the defense. Then I would say, you know, I, I would be okay overspending for somebody that could, potentially get us, you know, some, you know, big moment sacks or, you know, pressure the quarterback who's young and athletic, Mm -hmm. then I would say, you know, maybe I'd be willing to take more of a gamble because, you know, we're willing to go all in. So, you -hmm. know, let's just do what we can to put our chips in the table. But I don't think that's, I don't think this is the right year to do that for right now, just because we have a little bit more to kind of worry about. Cause I, I don't see want to see like what further our offense can do. And then plus if there's a, uh, you know, I, I think like a veteran, like, um, I think Michael Bennett's still on the free agency market. I wouldn't mind him on the team just because he's a veteran. And, you know, we don't want him for every down possessions, but like third down major possessions to, you know, he always gets to the quarterback one way or another. I would say that that's probably a better fit than Clowney and it would be a lot cheaper and we'd Mm -hmm. still get a productive defensive player at that position, you know? Yeah. I don't think Gruden would like Bennett, to be honest. I think Mayock would love him, but. Yeah, yeah, Bennett, Bennett, and Gruden would probably would. clash a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, it kind of brings up a good question for me—not necessarily for football, but kind of for football as well. But um, you know, we're starting to get sports kind of kicked off. Um, you know, this is this is supposed to be the month, and the scary thing is, you know, baseball is supposed to be coming back uh, July twenty-third. That is the first game, which is a Thursday. And the issue is, and, you know, I, obviously I'm a big San Francisco Giants fan. Um, you know, I follow all their, all their stuff. So I'm always like looking for the news and whatnot. And they've kind of had a problem with COVID. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they have a total of six players who have tested positive since they've come back and um, done the team workouts. And actually today they actually shut down uh, their practice until they get everyone's test result from the COVID test. Mm-hmm. So now that, I mean, the, the season will start, you know, uh, a little more than two weeks from now. So you can make the argument of, you know, well, you could, if, you know, these certain players are positive, then those players are going to go in quarantine and you can have the rest of the team practice. True. But then, you know, and it's not just the Giants. It's just the team that I know more about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Dodgers are probably having an issue. You know, the Padres, the Diamond. I mean, every every Major League Baseball team is having a problem some sort of way with COVID. Whether they're admitting it or not, there is a problem. Mm-hmm. And it makes me concerned that the start of the season may be pushed back even further and if that's the case, I'm not sure they even have a season. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem. Baseball should have tried to do this sooner. Mm-hmm. But they were too busy worrying about the whole money thing. Now, I'm not going to say I'm on the owner's side and I'm not going to say I'm on the player's side because both sides had some really bad ideas and both sides also had some really good ideas, okay? Mm-hmm. But they couldn't meet in the middle, and that's what killed baseball. 
baseball could have been the the sport of COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Could have absolutely. You you see in in uh, Korea right now um, that they are having a baseball season, mm-hmm. and it's been actually semi popular here in America. <laughs> yeah, because people are. <laughs> Starving for baseball. That could have been the Major League Baseball. Now, you can argue, well, you know, you would have ran into the same problems. Yes, I believe you are 100% correct. But the thing is, you could have figured it out sooner. Mm -hmm. And then if there were any setbacks, you can set it back the season a little bit. Or you can make alterations, you know, for the season Mm -hmm. and then bring it on back. There could have been so many things that they could have done, but Mm -hmm. they didn't. And I think baseball really missed an opportunity. And I got to be frank, I think the NBA missed an opportunity as well. They could have started a little bit sooner. Now, the NFL has has said that they are thinking about um, putting the, or they're putting a poll out there saying if there would still be people who would go if they want to go to the stadium, they just have to sign a waiver. And these dumb people are actually going to go and do it. So I don't like the NFL doing that, but they're trying to appease both sides. Like, okay, if you don't want to come, then you don't have to come. Mm-hmm. If you want to come, then there you go. We have we have that for you. Yeah. But I just think it's, you know, with basketball, I think they have the right idea of, hey, we're all going to be in one spot. Let's just play right there. Mm-hmm. I think baseball should have done that. They denied that, you know, they were supposed to be playing in Arizona, and then all of a sudden, you know, well, first they couldn't come to an agreement, but also Arizona, you know, spiked up really big. So mm-hmm. it's just one thing after another, but I really think baseball could have figured it out. Um, it's unfortunate, um, but, you know, luckily hope there is hope that this season will start. I mean, I'm so excited because I've been without sports for, what, <laughs> three months, yeah, four months, so... Uh, I mean, I'm I'm being driven nuts without sports. I mean, the only sports I see now are are on my video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, I've gotten better, so I guess that there is a plus. Yeah, 2K uh, game is getting a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's interesting. I, you know, I'm really excited for baseball, but I gotta say, you know, with basketball and baseball and and even football, I know football is a little little further along, but you know, it's going to be interesting with all these these sports wanting to start back up. And believe me, like I said, I would I want them to. But in another way, I have this other side of me that's saying maybe we shouldn't because what happens? Just hear me out here. What happens if a team, let's say, let's just talk about basketball for a second. Let's talk about the Lakers. Let's say that six, maybe seven guys all of a sudden, starting the season up, gets positive tested for COVID. What happens then? Then they have to shut it down again because the teams that they played, they don't know how long they've had it. So they have to go two weeks prior and so on and so forth, which means they might play a multitude of teams that also played other teams that could have infected. And so now you have this domino effect and the season could be shut down again. So my question that I'm going to pose to you, Cody, and then you can go on a tangent like I did, and I'm sorry that I did. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, but my question to you is this. Is it 
is it going to be better that we started sports and maybe not finish the season? Or would it be better if we just wait until we have a definitive, maybe not vaccine, but a definitive answer on, on what this thing is? So a couple of things. First of all, I'll talk about the NBA one because that's the only one I'm most familiar with right now is um, the NBA's kind of bubble that they came up with obviously was before the major spikes going on right now, even in Florida. Cause I think the most recent uh, thing I had saw on the news was 37 states are seeing significant increases in um, positive testing. So 37 states are going up more than half in the country. So that's a big scare. Um, and I know in Florida, they're doing their best right now to kind of, especially at the ESPN uh, Worldwide of Sports over there at uh, Disney World, they're doing their best to kind of keep it as isolated as possible. I watched a basically a YouTube clip of the show, the uh, ESPN The Jump, where they were basically interviewing a reporter of ESPN who's currently in the bubble and what it took. And she basically talked about all the process that it went through and she has to get COVID tested every single day, just like the players do. And um, the players will actually be getting rings that do early detection of COVID, which is good on top of them testing every single day. So the thing that I worry the most is, um, well, for one, the Brooklyn Nets, for example, they have, I think, four or five players that are already, you know, opting out, so to speak, Mm -hmm. of the rest of this season. So now the Brooklyn Nets, who originally before COVID happened was, you know, kind of a bubble team between eight and nine to see if they were even going to get in the playoffs. And now they're going to be a, you know, a borderline bottom team because they don't have any stars that are going to play well against everybody else. But you know, what happens when what's the NBA going to do when they find out that LeBron got COVID and he's out or, you know, Kawhi or uh, I don't think Damian Lillard is coming back. So what's uh, I think the, I think Oklahoma Thunder is in the mix. So, you know, Chris Paul, you know, what happens if all these players, high, you know, marquee players get it, then what's the NBA going to do? So that's my concern. You know, someone like me, I may err on the side of caution where I would say if we canned all sports just until there is some sort of vaccine, you know, I would hate it just because like, you know, the most sports I'm watching other than playing them on, you know, on, uh, you know, PS4 is now just YouTubing games sometimes just to watch old games, just to kind of pass the time. But, you know, what would that look like then? That means we get, you know, more people that could watch. We would get probably, you know, more games. Um, You know, there wouldn't be this fear of, um, you know, COVID, you know, hypothetically, if we get sports started right as like we find a vaccine to kind of, you know, get everyone protected. But, you know, again, though, um, I don't think there's any way that you could have started this any early, uh, any earlier, or any later. I just think what's going to happen is, um, you know, as we're getting these positive tests for the NBA, you know, hopefully that they get quarantined and cleared just before the start of the, you know, the, the restart of the season. And we'll see how that goes. The good thing is, though, is everyone is isolated. So, you know, there's once you once you get everyone kind of tested negative and as long as there's no outside exposure, you should in theory be able to keep it protected. So I, I like the, the NBA's game plan in the sense of like, 
their plan to protect the players and testing them, keep them in a bubble and secluded. I like that a lot better than kind of how the baseball league and the NFL has been kind of treating it where it almost feels like the NFL um, is saying that they're worried about it, but they're not really taking any steps to express that they're worried about it Mm -hmm. or to protect the players. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have, I mean, other than obviously they said that they're going to test every day, there's really no protocol that they have or that we've heard of, of what are they going to do to protect the locker rooms? What are they going to do to protect the players? What are they going to do to play- protect coaches? You know, the fact that they're saying that it's, uh, fans can come into the stands as long as they sign a waiver, it's not the fans. I get it. Like the fans are the driving the revenue and the viewership and all that stuff but it's fans that come from all over the country, potentially all over the world that are then interacting with the players. And you mean to tell me none of these players, not one player is going to want to interact with a fan to make their experience. And then they get exposed. And then what's going to happen is they're going to spread it to their teammates. And now you get more teammates that are exposed to COVID just because you have fans in the stands for the NFL. So if, for my opinion, if the NFL is going to stick with this traveling schedule and they're going to play games like normal, it'd be a better idea to not have any fans in the stands whatsoever. I know that you want a crowd in there, but realistically, it doesn't make any. It, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it's the safest idea. How many fans would probably feel sick, think it's nothing, come to the game anyways, yeah. and you know they spread you know germs or COVID if they have it to another person in passing to a security guard who then goes and and interacts with the team, even though there's a mask, you know, masks do what they can to protect, but you know, it COVID can still be spread in other ways, unfortunately. And I just don't think the whole fans in the stands thing is a good idea for football and for baseball. Like I'm hearing some things about what baseball is doing, but you know, I think with, um, with what the commissioner did and especially basically letting the cat out of the bag saying like, we just kind of sat and waited for the players to come to us. And then obviously as these cases are going to mount, it's going to probably delay the season, which means the players are like, well, then we're not going to play. So that whole, that whole standoff that you had with them about games and money isn't going to be for nothing because they'll just sit out. And now you've got no revenue for fans. Sure. They don't get a salary or whatever, or they may not be protected in that manner, but you know, I'm sure the players association will take, you know, the MLB to arbitration to get money and, you know, in, in the sense of like recovery back. But, you know, I just, the NBA only is the only league that it sounds like they have some sort of plan into place. Now, whether, whenever they started that plan or the season is up for debate, but at least they have some sort of airtight plan that's cohesive and we all get it. I just don't know what MLB's plan is. And I don't know what the NFL's plan is. And neither one right now, looks like they're heading in the right direction. And, you know, I'd like to think the NBA is on track to start at the end of this month, which is their projection, or at least what they want to do. But I have real concerns with MLB and football not starting on time, especially in the NFL with how they're kind of treating this all where they're, again, like they don't really have a plan in place. I can seriously see the NFL delaying it by a few weeks, at least, you know, further because they've already started taking out preseason games. And there's debates of removing the last two preseason games and just going straight into the regular season, which a lot of people are saying that's a better option because college football goes straight into their season without preseason. So why do you need it? You know, and but again, the, the thing is, though, is what is the NFL going to do to protect their players? Because the players, for example, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, the marquee star. How are you going to protect him? Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to protect 
his teammates? How are you going to protect Lamar Jackson? How are you going to protect Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Devontae Adams, shout out Fresno State. How are you going to, you know, protect Drew Brees or all these other, or how about the older coaches that are on the sidelines that are like in their sixties and the seventies, yeah. you know, still mm-hmm. coaching that are more susceptible to be sick and to, you know, to have COVID hit them harder. What are you going to do? Protect all those, uh, you know, coaches or personnel. So that's a, that's some of the concerns I have with this. So, you know, some, some part of me just weighs this out. Like, you know, there's too much kind of up in the air to where right now is probably not the best time. I feel like we're rushing it because we're impatient, but realistically in the grand scheme of things, it's only been three months. You know, we'll just rewind this back in March before COVID. What were you doing three months from now? You know, we were in November, we were, you know, planning other things. So it goes by really quickly, but when we look ahead, it seems like forever, but all we have to do is be patient for a little bit longer and then we could then have everything we want. But if we rush it, we're going to delay it. We're going to mess something up to where we're going to be right back into square one, or we're going to make it worse or players are going to get sick and they're not going to be able to recover. And to be honest with you, there might not be some players that want to play it in any sport this season because of the threat. And they're not going to put their career on the line until they know it's for sure safe. So. And I think there's, there's other ways you could, you could, I mean, you could really make money and not necessarily make money, but put a product on TV where, well, I guess essentially you would end up making money. Like, like with baseball, what they were doing earlier when, when COVID hit was they started a player's like baseball tournament Mm -hmm. on, on video games. And it was big. It was huge. A lot of people Mm -hmm. were watching it. Um, I always thought that they should have got, you know, a couple of players, maybe like, um, I don't know, like, you know, six players from obviously six different teams and they go head to head and just every night you just get different players. And maybe if you, if there are certain players on the other teams that don't want to play and you get the same one, whatever, that's fine. What, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just to put something out there, you know, and it was fun because I remember, you know, like I said, I'm a Giants fan. So Hunter Pence was one of those players. He was playing on this tournament. And it was really fun to kind of just see him just playing video games. And, you know, while they're playing, they're being asked questions like interview questions and, Mm -hmm. you know, what they're doing uh, during this off time and whatnot. It was very interesting. And it's not, is it regular baseball? No, but it was something that you could watch. You Mm -hmm. know, I know for me, for sure, I was just fine watching it. And it was really good content. Uh, Just hearing everyone just kind of like being relaxed and talking about whatever. I thought it was really cool. Right now, uh, the NBA 2K League has been uh, has been on ESPN a, a lot. And honestly, it's really fun to watch because the games are not that long. They play like three games, like back-to-back, <laughs> so, which is really, uh, I think is really cool as well. And it's not a hard watch. You get bored with it, whatever, but um, they could do that with NBA players. I mean, look at KD. He he brought mm-hmm. that whole tournament, and a lot of people, you know, were watching it. Um, I think they could have done that. Like, hey, we're gonna have we're gonna have a tournament of this of these sixteen players, and then maybe like we'll get a week break, and then we'll come back with another sixteen players, and they're gonna be in a tournament. And mm-hmm. you know, if this is still going on, maybe we can merge those tournaments. You know, the best eight from that tournament and the best eight of that tournament. And, you know, they see who's the best of the best. You know what I mean? Like, they could have thought of stuff like this. And I think with football, 
if they end up having to be pushed back. I think they could do a whole Madden tournament. There was, I remember a show on ESPN. The, it used to be the um, the Madden tournament. It was mm-hmm. like these players, and it was, I think it was like, God, I don't remember how many episodes. It was it was like a couple, maybe three months, mm-hmm. where they had um, a a guy represent each team. So there's 32 players, and they would go head to head on all these players. And just basically eliminate all these people until you got a champion, and they would crown that guy, you know, the best player in Madden that year. Mm-hmm. And they would also be represented by a one of the football players, and they would always send them like a signed jersey, and uh, they would usually go to their house. So obviously, with a quarantine, it would probably just be like a a FaceTime. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's still something that I think a lot of people would watch even more now because I think Madden is bigger than when it was back then yeah so you know i think if if there's going to be a new season um you know and, and it's going to be pushed back i think you know they really need to think about this video game thing because not only is football you know fun to watch of course it is but a lot of people get connected with the players so if you have those players on tv still like the nba is so good with this because they are a player-friendly league. Mm-hmm. So when KD says, oh, I'm going to have a 2K tournament, you're like, oh, well, I want to I want to watch that. It's KD. Mm-hmm. If LeBron went on that tournament, a lot of people would watch just because it's LeBron, not because mm-hmm. they want to watch video games. They want to see that player. They want to see what they're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I think baseball, they were doing that, and then they just suddenly stopped doing it. And I, I never understood why they stopped because it was actually going really well. I think it was it was weird because it was just exhibition games. They weren't really like in a tournament per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they ended up being in a tur- it ended up being a tournament, and they kind of had a winner. But um, I felt like they could have done it a lot better. And I think I think uh, football players should do that because imagine if you were to say, "Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be uh, you know playing against I don't know um, Patrick Mahomes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> on you know on Madden you would watch it because you're like oh I want to see how good Mahomes is I want to see how good Odell is mm-hmm. maybe maybe they're going to trash talk maybe they won't maybe they're just going to be talking about you know just life quarantine life or maybe they're going to be talking about you know what they've been doing on, who cares you're going to watch it you know what I mean yeah so have for big, me have a big Fortnite event with all the major athletes that play Fortnite I know there's a yeah. plethora of players that do they say it all the time. Can you imagine how interesting that would be? Just have talk to the creators of Fortnite or the people that run it, ask them for a private server, have whatever athletes go in there and do a couple of, do a couple of bouts. That'd be a lot of fun. You know what they should do too, is they should do like call of duty one and have Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, I think was, was put into the game in one of the call of duty games. I think so cool. Or at least he's just a really avid player. But either way, he, I mean, I just remember he was a really big player in, on Call of Duty. So it's just, you know, it would be, they could add a lot of stuff, you know, with this whole quarantine and still kind of put somewhat of a product out there. Mm-hmm. And to be perfectly honest, if I were to see LeBron playing 2K on ESPN or Fox Sports or, you know, CBS Sports, whatever, I would watch it because it is LeBron. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge fan of LeBron James. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to tell my wife. When the whole golfing thing with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, 
I wanted to watch it because I wanted to see how good Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady were going to be. Mm-hmm. I know that they golf all the time, but I didn't know how good they were, you know? And of course you watch Tiger Woods and you watch Phil Mickelson and then how they have it mic'd up. It was brilliant. It was mm-hmm. brilliant. You know, golf did a great thing. So, um, and you know, NASCAR, it kind of goes to show that their, their numbers are up and it's, it's NASCAR. I mean, mm-hmm. not a lot of people were huge fans of it, but it's something that's on TV that's different that now they can watch, you know, that people can watch now. So, and cornhole is getting pretty huge. I see a lot of highlights on Twitter of cornhole games, which are by the way, hey, pretty entertaining. Yeah. I've been, I've been really into cornhole and my in-laws have a cornhole set. Uh-huh. <laughs> our backyard done. I am definitely trying to get my wife to get me a cornhole set. And what's funny is, um, my, my wife's grandma was over and she was talking with us and I was saying, I was telling her this, I was like, Oh yeah, I want to get a cornhole set. And she was like, well, your birthday's coming up. So and I was like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm going to push this a little hard. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, you know, yeah, you know, like what you said, you know, you could put, you could have a badminton tournament at people's homes, put yeah. it on TV, you know, like it, it's, there are things that people that you could do that you could have people watch. It's just, there, there are things that they could do that they're just not, they could have, uh, an NB an all NBA cornhole tournament. Like, you know, uh, for instance, the Lakers, because I'm a Laker fan. So you could have, because they're already working out together. So you could be like, okay, LeBron James is going against Anthony Davis in a cornhole, in a cornhole game. You could televise that. Even if there's nothing on the line other than pride, you're still going to watch that. Mm-hmm. because it's LeBron James, it's Anthony Davis, and it's something you've never seen them do before. Mm-hmm. Ping pong tournaments. Man, I'm, I'm thinking of things, man. Come on. <laughs> well, you got to remember, we got to find uh, sports where we don't have, we can minimize travel because that's the big thing is just keeping people in a central area, not having yeah. them travel too much, but playing games that require social distancing. But Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Have like, a dodgeball tournament, you know? I think- yeah, you could you could – it just be the uh, the people on your team, like like what I'm saying with the Lakers, they're already at their practice facility practicing, mm-hmm. and they're still doing social distancing and all that, and they're wearing masks at practice. But you could also have, like I said, you could have a LeBron James versus Anthony Davis at ping pong, you know, because <laughs> yeah. they're already in the facility. You just put a ping pong table. You're not traveling because. They're already there anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or the cornhole set or, you know, whatever. And I'm just using that as an example. I mean, you could use that with any team right now. So, I don't know. For me, I just, I think there's a lot of things that they could do with this quarantine. But I think they want to push sports out there so bad, like what you were saying, that they're putting it out there too fast. And I think baseball missed an opportunity to figure things out quickly. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, they could have been the sport. Yeah, but basketball figured it out, and then baseball was like, "Oh crap, we better we better figure it out." Mm-hmm. And like you said, football really hasn't done much other than saying, "Okay, well, we'll we'll minimize the preseason." Oh, great job, NFL! Way to think of the players. Right. Way to exactly. Think. You guys did awesome. I mean, they did a great job with the draft, and yeah. I thought, oh, you know, maybe maybe they're going to go about this the uh, kind of a an interesting way and. Uh, that was pretty much the extent that they did. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's, and that's the frustrating thing too, is like, for example, baseball, baseball is almost like the perfect sport to play during quarantine. Cause you know, it's, I mean, other than like, you know, dabs here and there and being in the clubhouse, you're pretty much all the opposing players are pretty much distance. And even if you got runners in scoring position or on base, pretty much with the leadoff, it's about, you know, six feet away and, you know, there's ways that they can protect themselves. So you would think that baseball would have been the perfect sport to your, to your point of being the example of being able to play while social distancing and being safe. And yet they couldn't even come together about how many games to play out of 162. They were bumping heads over 70 games, 80 games, Mm -hmm. 50 games, 60 games. And you know, and then extended playoffs, how much money the players uh, should take as a, as a cutback. And the NFL right now is in hot water because the latest proposal was that all players take a 35% salary cut to, for the NFL season. And it's like, hold on, we got to put our health on the line and you're going to take money from us. What, what do you guys get to sacrifice in this picture? Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing is I'm pretty sure a lot of these, a lot of these, um, a lot of these sports can make a lot of their money back by, having some having teams you know have youtube pages or something or channels or whatever to where they're still getting viewership and give them inside access to what a workout Mm -hmm. looks like on a day-to-day between each team since they're already all together you know you're not you know you have maybe one person who's operating a like a camera that's you know streaming or or playing all this and you're getting inside access to at least like what they're doing or workouts or whatever and then you put that on youtube or whatever and still get a ton of viewership to make money that way but you know it seems like these leagues want to do everything they can to get sports up and running because they need the revenue but they don't really need the revenue they're just impatient like they want to put things out there but you know for me like i want to see the best of the best and i'll take what i can get if i get you know if if the by the way the NBA season before it was uh, you know delayed by COVID was probably the best season we've seen in years because the the field was so wide open it wasn't decided yeah. like it had been in years and yeah. you know I would love to see that same type of competition come back but again though there's a lot of you know some you can argue some marquee players like I think Spencer Dinwiddie is a marquee player that yeah. you know is very marketable and now he's not going to want to play and. He's, Bradley Beal. Yeah, Bradley Beal's another one. Even though the Wizards we knew weren't going anywhere, but <laughs> Bradley Beal is a basically an All NBA type player. I mean, he's essentially shot, just rotting. Man. He's just rotting <laughs> away right now in, uh, in Washington. Um, and who's next? You know, like we haven't. I mean, we we think Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are going back. What happens if one of them decides? You know, yeah. no, for my health, I don't think it's a good idea. What if Kawhi Leonard comes out tomorrow and says? you know, I know I've been resting and, and I just got to think of my health and my kid and I'm going to not opt into the season or go into yeah. the bubble because of the whole COVID scare and he's not going to play. You know, you don't mean to tell me that Kawhi Leonard is a player that you've been marketing in this new updated season that you're going to have and that's not going to be a huge hit if he's not there. You know exactly. what I mean? So Yeah, and he just came off an NBA Finals MVP. So, yeah, you know, you want him there. And unfortunately, um, you know, we, we're not going to get – and I think there was also rumors that there was going to be a second bubble for the lower teams that aren't going to be basically in the playoffs. So essentially a team that has like Devin Booker, like the Suns, for example, or the Hawks are going to be in this. Basically all the star players of the losing teams to get them to play. Um, so it's essentially just having two seasons just in two separate locations, and they'll never play each other. But it's just like, it's a, it's a little too much, you know, yeah. it's, 
you know, let's, let's at least see how this goes, but are we also rushing and putting everyone's health into danger? So, you know, we'll see. You know, and I, I applaud, like there's certain baseball players that have already come out and said, I'm, I'm not going to play like uh, David Price from the Dodgers. He said, I mean, it, which is crazy because he was just traded to the Dodgers. And you could argue that this might be not necessarily a prove it year, but uh, a year to, you know, to kind of like show Boston that, hey, you made a mistake by trading me away, you know. Um, you know, what if Mookie Betts came out tomorrow and said, you know what, I'm not going to play. I mean, that would be a huge hit, especially for the Dodgers because they just traded so much away to get Price and Betts. Um, that would be a huge blow, not just to the Dodgers, but to baseball in general. Then you you talk about Buster Posey. He came out and said, I'm weighing my options. I'm not sure if I'm going to play. And he's at, I mean, he's going to the practices, but especially with, with what I just said earlier, without the Giants kind of shut down their practices until they can get everyone's uh, test results, this might be him going, you know what, I'm out. And it may not be as huge as what it used to, what it could have been, you know, like five years ago. I get that. I know not everyone is a huge Buster Posey fan or, you know, know who he is anymore, but that's still huge for just the NL. Like if you're, if you're a diehard uh, baseball fan, hearing that Buster Posey isn't going to play is going to be huge. And then especially in San Francisco, that is going to be a a big blow because we just lost Bumgarner who a lot of fans didn't want to get rid of. And now you're going to lose Posey. So, you know, this could be, and you know what? I applaud these players that are saying, I'm not, I'm not going to risk it. Avery Bradley, you know, I applaud him for being one of the first guys to say, I'm not playing. I'm out, you know? And, um, you know, if I were in this situation, I just, I have a newborn at home. I have, um, you know, a six-year-old daughter who has, um, you know, asthma um, and, and for that matter, allergies. So I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going, I wouldn't be playing as much as I want to. I mean, the guys that I go play basketball with, they've, they've been playing, um, you know, they had to sign a waiver and whatnot, which is fine. I mean, I get that. And they're still doing you know, all the things that they need to do. I mean, I'm still on the email, so I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. But I told him, I said, listen, I got a newborn at home. I'm I'm not going to be probably playing until September at least, mm-hmm. you know, um, and which sucks because I want to go play so bad. <laughs> and I know my wife wants to say, yes, go. But, you know, it just, it doesn't make sense to put my family at risk when we don't know what it can do to them. You know, we've seen some people uh, come out of it just fine. And we've seen people who have died from it mm-hmm. and you have no idea what it's going to do. So why am I going to risk that just because I want to do something mm-hmm. that's, that's very selfish thinking. Um, and that's just not who I am. Yeah. So, no, I agree. I think um, if I've, if ever I was in this a position where I was a, uh, one of these professional athletes that had to essentially weigh to continue to play or to, you know, not play. Um, if I had the same circumstances I have here at home, uh, I would probably not play either. Cause, uh, you know, I've got a six year old and I've got, uh, two older kids, 11 and a 14 year old. 
and we're all relatively healthy. We don't have that many, well, we don't have hardly any health problems. I mean, I get the occasional allergies during new seasons, but for the most part, my kids are really, really healthy and I'm really fortunate, but I don't know if I got it and I pass it off to them or they get it, how they would react to it or how their body would, you know, how their body would handle it. So I, I think for me, I would, wouldn't want to, you know, test it. And, you know, just for perspective too, here in, uh, in our area where we live, we have school boards that haven't even met yet about, you know, what the plan is for these kids going back to school yet. And I know that there's for our district, there's been some ideas kicked around about, you know, hybrid classes or online only or full-time in, in room classes or whatever in between. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my wife and I tonight just had a, you know, a pretty, you know, we, we may have said like, we're okay with the older kids maybe going back, but keeping our youngest one, uh, home and homeschooling her because she's already kind of advanced for most of her age anyway. So really homeschooling her um, isn't making her a disadvantage or giving her an advantage. She's pretty much on par and above. But now like tonight at dinner, we basically had a huge, well, not a huge, but we basically had a serious talk of, I don't think we're even comfortable letting the the older kids go back to school if that was the option. Because we we talked about maybe the hybrid, but you know, because of cases in our area are starting to go up. And again, there's really no vaccine at all. There's not even an underlying treatment other than, you know, you just basically, you know, you basically take something for the fever to go away, but everything else kind of stays. And so for us, you know, our, our biggest question is now is like, we're probably going to homeschool the two older kids too. And so if we're debating that as just regular people, what are these pro athletes doing? who yeah. are going to be away from their family. Like for example, the NBA, they're going to be away from all their, their family for three plus months to play a season that we're debating if they're rushing into or not, or how safe it's going to be. The NFL players mm-hmm. are in a worse circumstances. They're going to places and then coming home. So God only knows like between, you know, going there and coming back what they're bringing, exposing their family to yeah. MLB, same thing. So, you know, for us, regular people debating this, I, I can only imagine what pro athletes might be debating. But if I was a pro athlete, I, I got to be honest, I might skip this season and just wait until it's safe to play. And I mean safe, like 100%, like vaccines and they're allowing people to be in the crowds again, kind of safe, not this whole, well, we think it'll be safe. We project in safeness if the public kind of gets their act together, which the public is proving they can't get their act together. That's why cases are going up. Yeah. So that that to me just makes me cautious and just, you know, want to pump the brakes a little bit on how how quickly we're, you know, how quickly we're getting back into things when we're not quite ready, especially sports. So, yeah, you know, and I want to be clear with this, you know, I am, I don't want to say against, but I'm, I don't like the idea that um, these major sports are coming back. Uh, You know, basketball, I think is a, I feel a little more comfortable, comfortable about, um, than the other sports that we've talked about. But for the most part, I think like you have said, it's too quick. I don't think, I think you're putting a lot of people at in danger. You're trying to put out a product. I get it, but I, I don't think they should be starting up. But fact of the matter is if it, if they do start up and they do start a season, I'm going to be watching it mm-hmm. and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, it's just, I like sports and I'm going to watch it. But if it's not on, I'm not going to be like, oh, I can't believe they're not coming back. 
Yeah. I understand it. I understand and and I'm more towards that, but you know, just because they come back and and I disagree with them coming back doesn't mean I'm going to be like, well, I'm never watching this sport again. Right. It's so it's such a, a a stupid statement and I hate when these these people are coming out and like, well, I'm not watching football anymore because of the whole Black Lives Matter movement. You just sound stupid. Yeah. Because you disagree. Like, you're not going to agree with everything. And for furthermore, if you're if you're like, oh well, this Black Lives Matter thing, I'm I'm not gonna watch it. If they're gonna kneel, you obviously don't understand. You're a racist, so mm-hmm. you don't need to watch it. I don't care if you watch it because obviously I don't know you because and I don't want to get to know you because you're a piece of crap. Yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. I know that's a little harsh, but I just think it's it's so bogus that these people come out and they're like, "Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch this because they're starting up," or "I'm not gonna watch the NBA if they if they um, cancel their season because all of a sudden this whole COVID thing." It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. They have to they have to think about all this stuff, whether you think it's a hoax or not. They have to think about this stuff. They mm-hmm. have to think of it as a whole. You're not the only person that they are trying to get to watch this program. You're not the person that they're paying watching this program. Mm-hmm. So they have to be smart about it. They have to think of all this, all these things. So for these people who don't understand why sports are coming back, you know, is is so dumb. But also, mm-hmm. if you don't understand, if they end up saying, you know what, we're not going to play, and you are all up in arms, you are you're probably one of those people who are not wearing a mask outside and if you are wearing a mask you're probably the people that have your nose exposed exactly yep defeats the whole purpose of wearing a mask let's just be honest people so um yeah i i just i want sports to come back because i love sports but if they don't i think there are other avenues that they could get at where they could still make money and appease everyone yeah, so. I'll, I'll do you one better, Drew. The same people that are complaining about wearing masks are the reason why these sports are delayed and potentially yes. delayed further. So put this we in perspective. flattening the curve here in California, and then they started opening things up, and everyone oh, was we, like, oh, we don't have to wear a mask anymore. And they're like, yeah. no, 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 wait, you still do. Just Yeah, first off, <laughs> all these people, first off, the people that want everything to reopen up, sports to come back, have the ability to go get your hair cut whenever you want, or sit down in a restaurant and not eat at your own house or whatever. The things that you guys want, you guys are preventing. <laughs> so you guys are your own problem. It, it's one thing to claim that COVID is a hoax or fake or whatever the term you want to use. But honestly, the simple request is wear a mask when you're out in public. Doesn't restrict your oxygen levels. You don't get sick from doing it. You may get a mild case of acne or pimples if you don't wash your face properly after using a mask. Maybe some irritation on your skin if you get sweaty because it does get warm, understandable. But also, too, there's doctors, nurses, healthcare professionals that wear them exponentially longer than you going to the grocery store wearing them. And yep. all we're asking you to do is your two hours of public exposure to wear a mask and then you can put it away in your house, put it on the mantle and curse at it because you have to wear it. But all the things that you want open, you are the one preventing them. It's not, it's yeah. not anybody else. 
other than yourself. So if you go into a department store to buy a, buy pants or shoes and and you claim that oh I don't wear a mat I don't wear a mask for a medical reason which by the way is not true um <laughs> you are probably a carrier which means you are spreading it and you're causing the increase yep. or you know because you go out in public and then you get exposed to whatever and then you take it back to your family and then they get exposed you know just do what the what the professionals are asking for because they went to school for this. They've been doing it longer than most of us have been on this planet. And, you know, what's the worst thing that happens that you wear a mask for three months? Things go back to normal just like you wanted? I mean, that's, is that really, that's the worst that's going to happen. They yeah. are literally telling you to get things to normal, to protect yourself. Stay six feet from somebody. Wear your mask when you go out in public. And just go out for essentials. Don't go bar hopping when you don't need to so you don't spread it and what happens they can't even listen to that so i just want again to reiterate the people that aren't wearing a mask that are fighting for their human rights you're the reason why we're still required to wear a mask because you won't listen and we're causing increases because of you so you're the reason that we're still fighting this fight yes <laughs> it's so dumb you know i will i will extend what you kind of said you were talking about medical uh, people having to wear them all day. My wife had to wear one while she was at work, basically 10 hours every single day, Monday through Friday, um, while she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Then when we went to the hospital, when my wife was in labor, she had to wear a mask for 13 hours. So basically the whole time my wife was in labor, she had to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. She, the only time they let her remove it was when she had to push. That was the only time. And everyone else was wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. I even had to, but I wasn't in labor. So I wasn't, I wasn't about to complain to my wife. Mm -hmm. My wife was laying in the bed, uncomfortable, trying to have a baby for 13 hours, had to wear a mask. If she can do that while going through all this other stuff, mm -hmm. it's not hard to go to the store for, no longer, no longer than an hour, no longer than an hour and a half. I'll give you an hour and a half. You can wear a mask for that long. It's yeah. really not that difficult. No one's telling you you have to wear a mask when you're in your own car. No one's <laughs> telling you you have to wear a mask when you're in your own home. Mm -hmm. Just wear a mask when you're out with people. You don't even have to wear a mask when you're running. Just if you run by someone, be courteous and wear a mask or put your shirt over your, <laughs> over yeah. your nose. At least. Or, or if you see them just kind of be six feet apart from them, you know, but yeah, I mean, so funny thing is I think you and I got a chance to see each other face to face for the first time other than zoom. What was it on Friday? Yeah. Oh, and yeah, yeah, it was Friday mm -hmm. and we social distance. I, I had my mask on. We did our thing. And, um, it wasn't that hard, man. Like it was hot, but nope. it, you know, nope. in, in Fresno, it's hot. The mask didn't really make it any worse. So it's really not that difficult. I don't see, I mean, nope. don't get me wrong. Like it is annoying. Like you're going to go out of the car. Oh shoot. I forgot my mask. I don't go back and grab it real quick. So I get that. Like that's a nuisance, but come on people. Like think about it like this, everybody you can, you can mouth curse words at people and they wouldn't know. Because your mask is covering it. Can you imagine all the frustration you can let out by having that done? But 
you know. Yeah, I talk I, to myself <laughs> while I have the mask on, and I just I look around like, like when other people are looking around, I just look around like, oh yeah, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't know who that is. By the way, funny thing is, um, you know, if anybody that listens is Filipino, they know that um, <laughs> they know that friends or family members or parents will point at things with using their lips. Like my wife does that to me all the time. So the only thing is, like, my wife can't now point things out with her lips when we're at a store because her mask is covering. So she actually now has to point things out. <laughs> That's funny. Well, uh, I, I do apologize. Uh, we did kind of go off a little bit on sports, but you know what? I think it's something that, um, you know, we, we like, we want to bring up, you know, uh, obviously it does kind of, it does kind of relate to sports and uh, that's kind of why we went on a tangent here, but for the most part, you know, we're just trying to wonder if there are sports that are actually going to happen because they have the date set, but you know, it doesn't mean that things won't change. So, yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're just trying to figure it out just like everyone else. And, hey, you know what? It's kind of hard to think about other things when you're stuck at home all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, anyway, guys, we appreciate you guys joining us for sure. Um, you know, uh, we always love talking about sports. And uh, we're kind of – it was kind of nice this week. We didn't really have to, uh, you know, do – I mean, we had this, you know – study a little bit research a little bit but uh for the most part uh we didn't have to do as much as we had been doing the last what six weeks <laughs> eight weeks actually <laughs> eight weeks oh shoot eight, I, uh, i'm eight divisional teams <laughs> that's right you're right <laughs> i'm tired you know yeah he's sleep deprived people he's been <laughs> running off of eight hours of sleep for the last two weeks so give him a break <laughs> <laughs> for real dude um so anyway, we appreciate you guys always joining us. And uh, next week, I think we're actually going to have more of a theme. I think this this week it was more of we wanted to talk about like what sports are going to open and kind of what we thought. Uh, next week we are going to have more of uh, I, I would say more of a topic in a sense. So yeah. Uh, but uh, this was a little. This was fun. This was almost like two days. I think. Uh, so, uh, you know, we enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, whatever, it'll be better next week. So. <laughs> Cody, any final thoughts? Uh, thank, you, thank you for listening, everybody. Don't forget, um, after this episode is over, uh, whatever major podcast platform you're listening to, go rate and review. Leave us a comment. Um, say hi to us on social media. We're on all those major platforms. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You got anything else, Drew? Um, no, just get some sleep. Yeah, you too, man. Wear your mask, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) See ya. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening this week. We appreciate it. Uh, Hey, guys, go check out our uh, social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also YouTube. It is all Drew Code Sports Talk. Uh, please subscribe or like our page and comment on uh, either videos or any posts that we have with maybe questions or uh, comments that you guys have. Or if you want to, you know, obviously join in on the conversation with whatever we post. So anything is appreciative. Um, we also want to hear, like, if you have any ideas for our show, please, please, uh, you know, 
either direct message us or comment on any of the posts, like I said, and, uh, you know, submit those questions. And uh, we'd love to do that on here or even for two bays in a pod, which is strictly on Instagram. So please go and do that. Also go to uh, any of the major podcast forums and uh, subscribe to our, uh, to our podcast and also rate and review anything helps. Those major podcasts are Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeart, and Spotify. So please, anything will help. And uh, if you want to go check out fnxfitness.com, they have great workout gear and workout supplements. Uh, they're always, always selling fast. So if you want something, go on there as soon as you think of it and uh, go check out what they have and, and order it quick because they do sell out really quickly. But Cody is going to explain to you how you can get 15% off of your whole purchase from FNX Fitness by, um, by a discount that we have. So, Cody, go ahead. That's right, guys. All you need to do is go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com on our homepage. And there's actually a link that is for our partners, which is what FNX Fit is for us. There's a live link that you can click on. It'll also have the promo code DrewCode15 for 15% off your total purchase. You definitely want to get all your supplements and your workout gear in order, especially if you guys are going to get back into working out, especially with quarantine and some places with shelter in place lifting. So you definitely guys want to jump on that boat. Again, that's Drew Code 15 for 15% off at fnxfit.com. And again, there's a link that you can click on that'll put you on their landing page and you can start ordering from there. Uh, Also too, just like what Drew said with the uh, podcast platforms that we are uh, currently on, There are live links that you can click on where you can subscribe to them directly from our website. Uh, You can leave a comment or a review on them right there. Or on our website, you can also leave us reviews and comments or listen to episodes uh, directly on the website as well. So that way, if you guys don't want to go to any of those other platforms, you can listen to them directly on the website as well. Uh, Feel free to leave us, like what Drew said, a comment or a suggestion. We'd love to interact with you guys. We always look to get some opinions and uh, and other feedback too with all of our shows. So we thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, Two Bays in a Pod comes out on Mondays. Jude Code Sports Talk comes out on Thursday. So that being said, we appreciate you guys uh, following us and listening to us, and we will see you guys next week.